What's going on, dude? Is this fucking Hans Crypt? Hans Crypt. Hans Crypt. That's how you... Oh, shit. I've been saying it fucked up the whole time, man. Hans Crypt. What the fuck? What's going on, man? Hey, I can barely hear you. Can you hear me better now? A little bit. Yeah. So, uh, so what's... What's going on, dude? You're live right now on the Zach Moonshine Show, man. What's what's going on in the world of Hans Crypt? Well, trying to get together to put out some new material, you know, and uh, to keep it uh, in the same vein, you know, as we had in the past, you know, and uh, it's been a tough road, you know, up and down, life intervenes, and you know, gets in the way sometimes and messes things up, you know, and uh, it, uh, it's got to keep on going, I guess, man. That's all you could do. Hell yeah, dude. For sure, man. So uh, so tell us, man. I mean, it's been a fucking long time. Like this uh, this record that we're uh, that we were just playing a song from, man, it's been out for a while, man. So uh, tell us, how did you get started and uh, what led you to this point? where you're at right now well you know that the band started in southern california in 84 and us and saint vitus were the only heavy bands in the whole area we grew up together us and vitus and uh everybody else wanted to either be van halen or motley crew playing that holly rock style and we didn't want to have anything to do with that you know so we were writing much heavier songs than everyone and then uh, the guitar player in Hans Crypt, Phil Pedretti, was so good that every time we played anywhere, you know, these other bands tried to steal him from us, but he stayed true to us. You know, he could have went and auditioned for Ozzy when Randy Rhodes died. He, he didn't do it. Whitesnake tried to recruit him, and he didn't do it. And, uh, I mean, you know, the guy won 11 guitar contests in a row. And if you listen to the song, though the recording is not the best, you hear his leads and how, you know, ferocious they are. The guy was great. Hell yeah, dude. So, uh, fucking, uh, I mean, well, how, how did you come up with the name Hans Crypt? Well, our bass player said that he asked the Ouija board, and the Ouija board spelled it out. No That's shit. That's what he said. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. That's fucking oh. doom right there, man. Yeah, you know, we uh, were always into the Sabbath style of music, man. You know, like I said, we didn't want to be into the lipstick and leather thing. You know, I mean, like, uh, I'm friends with Wino from St. From Vitus Obsessed, yeah. David Chandler, like, and all those guys. And uh, Bobby from Pentagram, you know, those were the bands that influenced me and kept me wanting to, you know, get you to play Doom. Man, I've had both those guys on the show, and they are both fucking awesome fucking dudes, man. That's cool, man. Yeah. I love Place of Skulls with Victor Griffin's band. Yeah. They're great. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, when, you know, when you sent me the music at, at the first 
uh, first time when you sent me the music and I was listening to it, that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, this this fucking sounds like it's in the world of shit like Pentagram and uh, the Obsessed and stuff, you know, old school St. Vitus, man, like way back, dude. And then I was reading, you know, and I was like, oh shit, it is, it's fucking from the 80s, you know, and I'm like, fuck, man. So, uh, uh, like fucking legends in the underground, man. Yeah, you know, it's really funny because when YouTube came out, my friend Corey, she put the music on, uh, you know, on YouTube, and little by little, we started getting, you know, views, and it, it, it snowballed, kind of, and, um... Sonic Age Records got a hold of me, wanted to re-release all the old stuff, so we did. You know, and like I've always said, it's too bad that the internet and YouTube wasn't around back in the eighties when we yeah. were young. Might have, it might have been a different story for us. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure, man. Well, I mean, I think uh, the time is now, dude, and and it's great that you're putting everything out there and getting it out there, you know, and uh, getting people aware of of what you were doing and. Uh, you know, because it's definitely, it's important, man. I mean, I think that uh, this music is definitely, it's an important fucking uh, timestamp from that era, you know what I mean? Yeah, and what I've done recently, I went to the top, the, to the best musicians and the most humble, uh, straightforward guys that are on our drugs that are really professional musicians, and I've asked them to go ahead and help me, you know, put this next record out. And so that's what I'm in the process of doing. And because um, you know, I put the band back together, I tried to get the original guys. But because they had wives and girlfriends, they couldn't do it. This was about four years ago. So I had young guys in the band. And all these dudes were doing was wrecking cars and going to jail. You know? <laughs> I had some family issues. I, my mom passed, and I had to take care of my dad for the last couple years. So I, that's what I had been focused on. You know, but now I'm uh, really ready to go ahead and get back into doing it again. Oh man! Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm glad that uh, glad that you're that you're back in it, man. Uh, can you can you tell us some of the people that that might be uh, joining you on this next record? Yes, my buddy Joe Mayata on drums. He's from Las Vegas. Guy's a great drummer. He's like thunder, like Bill Ward. And then my buddy Larry. He's, he was in the band Peace Frog that toured all over the place, the Door Tribute Band. And, uh, yeah, he'll be on guitar. And so far, we haven't uh, figured out who's going to be on bass, but more, than, more likely, when we go into the studio, Larry's going to play guitar and bass for now. So, working on that. Hell yeah. Uh, got some questions for you coming in from the people in the in the chat room. Um, Lady Red wants to know, have you ever been in any, any other bands? Yes, I was in the speed metal band called Vermin with Greg Jakolovich and uh, John Cochran. Wow. Yeah. Now, uh... That's how I actually... I'm sorry, go ahead. That's how I read, uh, ended up being in Hans Crips because John, the guitarist and Vermin, knew them. We played shows with with uh, Hans Crypt, you know, and uh, I've seen them, and I we liked each other, and that was it. We got together. Hell yeah! That was way back, eighty four. 
And going back to your yeah. uh, to your beginnings, man, can you tell us about some of your influences? Well, definitely, you know, Black Sabbath, early UFO, you know, old Bluester cult, but, you know, not at the commercial Bluester cult, but stuff from, like, the first couple of albums, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, I always was into, like, the darker style of music, you know, and uh, I would go myself at night and go underneath, like, the Venice Pier and write. You know, in the shadows and stuff like that. And it would give me the influences to be able to come up with the dark style of music that, you know, we had created. Hell yeah, man. That's fucking cool as fuck, dude. Uh, and that's where you're from, too, man. Like, that's actually where I was born as well. Venice Beach. Right on. Yeah. Of course. Venice rocks, man. Great place. <laughs> I haven't been back there in a long, long, long time. What, what's the what's what's the scene like nowadays? Well, you know, it's been rough since the COVID hit. You know, I mean, there's just uh, when about six months ago there were COVID tents all over the streets everywhere because they have a big homeless population down there, and uh, it was crazy. I mean, you know. COVID was rampant all over. They shut down the whole boardwalk and everything. But now it's getting back to normal again, you know? The street musicians are back, and the vendors are back. And it's pretty cool again. Hell yeah. So... Hell yeah, man. Uh, So let me ask you, man. Like, what's your take on... uh, Because, I mean, doom metal has become a pretty big thing, you know? Like, there's a huge... Huge genre and subgenres that are built off of it now, and there's all these different bands and everything, and you know, like there's all this, there's this huge, huge uh, surgence of it, man. What's your take on all that? You know, I appreciate it, I really do, and I think it's it's, it's interesting that this all of a sudden became a popular genre of music. You know, I'm I'm glad that it did took a long time. It's never been that popular in the States, you know, and, and overseas is where it really, you know, had came from and uh, was more widespread. You know, bands like Campbell Map, Angel Witch, Witchfinder General, those bands, you know, they carried the torch, man, for the longest time for Doom. And there's a lot of new bands that, that are out, you know, that I, I listen to that have some style of Doom in them pretty cool. Like I said, I love Plays the Skulls, Victor Griffin's band. They're great. Yeah, let me ask you, uh, what are some of the newer bands that you listen to? Uh, I like uh, A Thousand Mods. They're pretty cool. And then there's another band uh, called Lowrider. That's pretty heavy. And a band called uh, they're called Sevy. Uh, I, I really like their music too. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, man. Uh, so 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 moving forward, like what's coming up next? I know you you're working on a new record. Uh, do you have a date set yet for that, or is it just still kind of up in the air? It should be probably in the fall. I'd say we'll probably be done with it by October, November. You know, hopefully for a Christmas release. You know, stuff like that. We're, uh, you know, 
working on the songs now as we speak. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, the recording, you know, it's coming along. The thing of it is, you know, will we be able to go out and perform and play live? I'm hoping so, you know. It would be, you know, a lot of fun again. Man. To do. It sure seems like it. I mean, you know, like uh, from what I'm seeing uh, here on my end, dude, like live shows are just opening up left and right, man. Yeah. You know, like you said, people are starting to appreciate doom metal more. You know, there's been a thousand bands that wanted to be Van Halen or, and Motley Crue, you know, and uh, hopefully now times have changed and people are into it. Know, writing more original style of music. Hell yeah, dude. Yep. You, you guys should be playing at fucking uh, Maryland Doomfest, man. Ah, I know that. Yeah. All I know is with the band Lost Breed. Mm-hmm. And I, I was the lead singer of Lost Breed before Wino. And one of my hot scripts sabbatical. Me and uh, Eric Baseline and Vinny August. Yeah, I met those guys when they lived in the valley, uh, Burbank. They so had down for a while. Now they're playing the Maryland Doomfest. Hell yeah, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Eric Baseline, he's a great guitarist, man. He's got his own band, uh, Ike Wasted World. And I like a lot of their songs. You know, I tip my hat to him. He's kept it going. Really hell, good band. Hell yeah. Well, I have a feeling, man, with uh, promoting this old record and then, you know, you got some new music coming up soon, man. Like, things are going to change, dude. I think people are going to start to know and realize who the fuck Hans Crypt is, man. And they should. Because you got some good music, dude. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yep. Got to keep at it, man. Got to keep pushing. Hell yeah. Uh, as far as, uh, well, let me ask you, man, like, uh, as far as the sound, um, can you give us, like, a rundown of some of the equipment that you're using, uh, to get these tones and stuff on the new record? Well, the guitarist, you know, he plays with an SG, you know, like Naomi did, and, uh, he's using an orange amp, and, you know, basic, basically, you know, that's his setup, and, I mean... So the sound of doom evolves around the guitar tone. So it has to be a dark, dark, heavy, heavy tone. You listen like Victor Griffin. I think he's got the greatest tone in the world. You know? I mean, when he with Pentagram and uh, played Skulls, nobody else sounds like that. His tone is amazing to me. Yeah. You know, sounds like a wall of sound coming at you, <laughs> like a freight train. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yep. My uh my buddy uh Leviathan, he's in the chat room right now. He's he's saying that if you need a show in Kentucky, you need to hit him up cuz he can help you out. He runs I Remember that. Yeah, he he runs a label and uh he's putting together a festival there right now as a matter of fact. So Yeah, I, I can put cool. you in I can put you in contact with him too, man. That would be great. Hell yeah, man. Yep. I look forward to doing stuff like that here soon. Now, for people, now, I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Can't wait to get out and play again. Now, for people out there that want to find out more information about you, where can they go to find out? Uh, Facebook, Pond Crypt Official. That would be the one. And you're pretty active on social media, like people message you and stuff like that? You're going to... Yeah, I, I'm on there every day. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yep. Uh, what's your take on the whole social media thing? Like, you know, like I know you were saying, man, like, you know, definitely, obviously, if we had this back then in the old days, it would be totally different. But uh, with it now, like, uh, I mean, what is it like? Uh, how do you, how do you how do you view it now? Like, as far as um, what it can do for bands? Being on YouTube is a blessing. Because you can reach the whole planet, you know, and somebody all they have to do is to type in a style of music, and up pops, you know, a ton of doom bands, you know, and then you have your choice. You can go and you know, pick and listen to them, you know, and see and hear new bands, you know, get into it. It makes it easier, you know, and uh, it has really helped us spread the word, you know, and keeping it alive. If it wasn't for the internet, there'd be no hot script at all. You know, I mean, that's what's kept us alive all these years, and it's great to not be forgotten, and that time will, you know, remember us for years and years to come. As long as the Internet's there, YouTube is there, Hans Crypt will be there. Hell yeah, man. And I feel that honored by that to be, you know, when I look online and I see it, people might take it for granted, but look, man, you're right there online with the same bands that you loved growing up with Black Sabbath, Metallica, Alt Slayer, you know, all those bands are right there listed right with you. And how great is that for an underground band? Yeah. I mean, it's totally awesome. And, uh, you know, it makes me feel proud, you know. I trip every week because, you know, it might seem small to, to other bands, but having 250 or more views coming in each week on our songs, you know, it's pretty good for a band that hasn't, you know, put anything out in such a long time. Man, I'll tell you, that's one of the, my favorite things about doing this show and the fact that I have such a huge reach now with this. And I, 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 it's still hard to believe that I do. But for some reason, so many people fucking like this show. I don't, but... It's cool that fucking I can play bands like you that people haven't maybe heard of as much right alongside with the big names, you know, like Black Sabbath and Pentagram and, you know, like what you were talking about, you know, and and put it in there, man. And, uh, you know, they don't know no different when they listen to it. They're just listening and they're fucking listening, you know, and they're deciding, you know, like, hey, man, this is cool. I'm going to fucking write this down. I'm going to go check it out I'm gonna buy something you know and that's dude I love that man yeah it uh it amazes me man like I said I don't take anything for granted when it comes to that because if it wasn't for the internet I said you know there would be no haunts Chris it really helped us kept it alive you know all these years I look back you know and I think that man it's been crazy, you know, ups and downs, like people going to jail, like I said, wrecking cars, you know, <laughs> all kinds of crazy. Oh, we got one drummer, OD, on stage, man. <laughs> no shit. OD, stage, yep. 
right in the middle of a song. Boom, done. Yeah, I think you took too much Xanax or some shit like that, I heard. That's crazy. So I got some more questions coming at you from the uh, listeners, man. Sam wants to know, uh, in the old days when touring, do you have any stories from the van or on the road? Oh, yeah. This one time we played in uh, Oxnard, and we played at a place. This this guy was a millionaire, and we had kids that went to college, and they put on shows there. We go there and we play in the middle of an avocado field right by the ocean. And the two kids that were in my band, these young kids, after the show is over, these dudes, they disappear out into the middle of the avocado field to get high. And they're out there for God knows how long. They lost track of time. It's like two or three in the morning and the dude that owned the house is tripping out. He thinks we're going to rob him or something. <laughs> and these dudes are <laughs> They're out in the avocado field eating avocados and strawberries, whatever, all stone, and they trip an alarm, and all these lights come on and all this shit. <laughs> uh, that was really crazy, but I have another story of the original bass player that's not. This dude, when Bon Scott died from ACDC, a few years later, he decides that he's going to go and uh, stow away on a ship to Australia so he can go and pray at Vaughn Scott's grave. So he goes and gets on this ship and here to find out the ship is not going to Australia, it's going to China. <coughs> and the dude the dude gets on the ship, goes to China and they find him stowed away on the ship and they they have to they, they capture him. So he has to be like a slave to the captain, you know, the whole time <laughs> there. They put a sign on him when they get to China. He's walking around with a sign on his neck. And to this day, he don't know what it said, but he said people would point at him and laugh. <laughs> it took him three years to finally get back after that. We had no idea where he was the whole time. Yeah. That's crazy, got, man. He took a lot of acid, this dude. He looked like a nuclear waste dump, man. I mean, but he was a hell of a bass player. The guy was incredible. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? Man, I I really don't know. I mean, he's I he, I think that he's in Victorville. <laughs> yeah, I can't say for sure though. I really don't know. Oh, all right. Well, uh, next question. Leandro wants to know what what was your best moment? Best moment. I'd have to say, when we played with Foghat, the original Foghat, um, it was where we were from. We played at a club called the Waters Club that held about 2,000 people, and the place was slam-packed. We went on right before them, you know, and uh, out of six bands, we went on right before them, and it was an awesome moment, totally awesome, you know. But I've, we've had other shows that were great, too, you know. We played with Robin Trower. We played with Slayer back in the day. Uh, Wasp. You know, those are all great memories. And uh, recently, one of the things that I was pretty proud of that happened about uh, two years ago before the COVID hit, I had the band back in Hollywood. We were the house band for about six months on Friday nights at the Rainbow. Nice. And they 
they didn't know what hit them, man. We came in there, you know, these guys were expecting us to be like, you know, a Holly Rock band. We came in there playing, you know, our style of music, super heavy doom metal, and uh, that we turned the tide, and they eventually loved it, you know. The people that worked there said that they totally dug it because all the other bands, you know, sounded exactly the same. You know, it was like hearing one band, every, the same band every night till we came along, you know. You know, it was a small room, but, I mean, they pulled like maybe 50 to 100 people, and it was slam-packed every time we played. That's badass, dude. That's badass, man. All right, next question. Uh, Vicky wants to know, who's one of your favorite singers, dead or alive? Bonnie James Dio. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I, you know what? I had a feeling you were going to say that, man. <laughs> yeah, me being Italian, him being Italian, you know, got to stick with the pies on. Dude, he was I a... Like Paul Dion. You know? he, he was such a great front man, man. I, I seen him live, dude, one time before he passed away, man, and uh, it was just... It was it was beautiful, man. It was with the uh, uh, Heaven and Hell tour. Yeah, man. I sat second row for him in Vegas at Palm uh, on that last tour that he did, and it was completely amazing. It blew my mind, you know? Such a great... I love Ozzy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ozzy, too, man. But yeah, I mean, he, he was just, he was such a great showman, dude. Like, I mean, uh, just the way that he would talk to the crowd and the way that he would... Just everything about him, man. Like, the way that he would move his arms when he was fucking talking and singing and stuff. It was just everything about it was just so fucking epic. It was just, just watching him just like, fuck, yeah, dude. I, I know, man. I feel you, dude. I feel you. Yep, for a little guy, man, he had the most powerful voice. You know, he sounded like a monster. There's others, but, you know, I mean, I, Freddie Mercury, I really respect him. You know, I know it's not Doom, but, yeah, you know, you got to respect him a lot. And then Roger Dalty from The Who, Ian Gillen. Ian Gillen and, and Dio, though, are my favorite. You know? Yeah. I love Purple. Old Deep Purple is great. Uh- I was uh, I was I was uh, listening to an interview with Phil Anselmo, and they were asking him something about his favorite vocalists or something like that, and that's what he was saying. Uh, well, he named off Ronnie James Dio and Rob Halford, and he he was saying about both of them. He said, "Man, standing on the side of the stage, you could hear them. They were so fucking loud, you could hear them over the PA, and that's what." That's yeah. just, you know, that's what made them stand out. Yep. Halford, early Judas Priest, you know, you can't go wrong there at all. He was incredible back then. You know, one of the best voices in metal music. Absolutely. Well, man, if you could play with anybody on stage, who would you play with? Or if you could open up for any band? It would be... The uh, original lineup of Black Sabbath. That's who I would love to open up for. And if I could have ever had written anything with Tony Iommi, that would be a dream. You know, that'd be a, that'd be total dream come true. You know, that'd be amazing. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! 
All right, man. Well, I'm about out of questions for you. Is there anything else you want to let the people know? Well, you know, just keep looking uh, for Haunts Crypt on YouTube and uh, on Facebook, and we'll keep you up, up posted, you know, updated about what's going on. And hopefully soon, you know, we'll have some new material out for everybody. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, the, two song, the two songs that I sent you, um, uh, Supernatural and Warlock, those were recorded about three years ago, uh, and I'm going to re-record them, but um, those were the newest recordings. Nice. I'm gonna play those. I'm gonna play those next after this interview, man. Right on. Hell yeah. All right. Well, before I let you go, can I get you to make us a station tag? Yes, sir. All right. Whenever you're ready, say something like, "This is Hans Crypt, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio." Whenever you're ready. Okay. This is Hans Crip. You're listening to Metal Devastation Radio! <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to us, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, what I'm going to do what I'm gonna do now is I'm going to play some more Hans Crip for these motherfuckers so they can go crazy, all right? Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Hey, anytime, brother. Any fucking time, man. And uh, keep me in the loop, man. Let me know when that new music's coming out, man, because I can't wait to hear it. Yes, sir. You got it. All right. We'll talk to you later, brother. All right. Thank you so much. Cheers. There you have it, folks. Hans Crypt on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation Motherfucking Radio. Like I said earlier, put your speakers in your fucking windows. Put them in your front lawns. Put them in your neighbor's driveway. Put them everywhere, man. If you're living in the basement, tape your speakers to the ceiling. Piss your parents off. Piss everybody off, dude. If you got a U-Haul truck that's already out there, go ahead and put the speaker in that motherfucker so they can get ready to fucking pack their shit and fucking move because people are going to be pissed, man. They're going to be pissed. If you crank it up as loud as I'm fucking cranking it up, yeah, they're going to know it, man. They're seriously going to know it. Anyway, this is Hans Crypt. Hans Crypt. I'm sorry. Brand new fucking... Well, sort of brand new fucking... It's about to be a brand new fucking song. You've never fucking heard it before. This song is called Warlock. Crank it up, motherfuckers. Motherfuckers.